Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, February 27th at Gulfstream Park. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, and we're going to take a look at the Late Pick 4, which is headlined by the Grade 2 Fountain of Youth on the road to the Kentucky Derby. There's a Kentucky Oaks prep. Four graded stakes races make it up this Late Pick 4. And by the way, I get to uh, crow this week for giving out the uh, Pick 4 last week at Laurel for over 700. Yes, you do. That was a uh, very nice picking. Uh, I, I did not have it. I had three out of four. So got an overlay uh, on that uh, second leg. Hibiscus peach. Uh, I don't think should have yeah. been nearly that that high, but you get lucky sometimes. Well, right. You're you're good too, Tom. You're not just lucky. You're good. <laughs> Let's jump into the eleventh race, the Grade Three Honey Fox. Phillies and mares four and up, one mile on the turf. Got Stormy's the big favorite in here. She was one of the choices in the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint last year, won the, or was a runner-up in the Breeders' Cup Mile the year before, so very classy Mare, who's now six years old and making her debut for 2021. So can you beat her in the Honey Fox? Well, there's a couple reasons that you can play against her. Certainly you've got to use her, uh, and she's... Uh, is she a single? I, I don't think so. I'm going to go too deep here when we get to pick four. There's a lot of reasons to like her. She's run well off the layoff before. Uh, this is not her target, and uh, you have to assume uh, she's been working steadily. Uh, really nice bullet work at Palm Meadows on February 12th. And uh, so she looks like she hasn't lost anything. The Breeders' Cup turf sprint, she was on the outside of the 12th hole. And I bet her that day at, at almost 5-1, to one, but she just didn't. She raced wide, and uh, glass slippers had a perfect trip on the inside. It just wasn't her day. She's good enough to, to beat these in a, in a walk if she's 100%. I'm, I'm thinking she might be 80%, 85% cranked and get ready for a bigger one down the road. Going to use her, but I'm going to also use the six-horse Zofel. And this horse came back in the uh, Marshall's River off a seven-month layoff and uh, for Brendan Walsh and won that race very easily, won by two lengths. Uh, over sweet by and by, not not a not a very tough race, but a great race to set her up for this one. And if she takes another step forward, she ran ninety four buyer that day. She run nineties in the past. She gets to ninety seven, ninety eight. She'll push. Uh, got stormy and um, comes from behind, so she's going to need a good trip. But uh, I think she's got a shot here. Uh, the only other horse that I thought did have a shot was a long shot called Phil Glorious uh, for Christophe Clement. Uh, I don't know what this horse, I don't have the morning lines, but uh, she's going to be a bigger price either one of the other two. And she won a $100,000 stakes race at Aqueduct last out in November, back on the uh, back at Gulfstream where she's one for one. So Alvarado rides, and I think she's got a shot. But uh, Gus Stormy and Zofel are my two main picks in the Honey Fox. I used all three of those on my pick four ticket, but I ended up taking a shot with another one, the four Resetta. Uh, for Bill Mott. It's Mott and Judd Mott, so I love the connections. Horse is uh, off a break, first time for Mott, second, uh, or no, second time for Mott, and second time U.S., and uh, this horse was group three placed in Europe, so kept some good company there. I'm just thinking she was well bet when she came over, didn't run great, but now maybe Mott's taking time to figure her out, and uh, I just think Got Stormy's vulnerable, and if she is, then I think it's a little more wide open. So I'm going to take Resetta, but I'll use all four of those. Um, I actually had Got Stormy ranked fourth of mine. I'm, I'm thinking she's vulnerable. I had Zafel second, Field Glorious third, and then 
got Stormy, so I'll use all four of those. But I'm going to take uh, Resetta for an upset here for Mott and Judmont. The 12th race is the Grade 2 Devona Dale for three-year-old fillies. Now, this is not the same distance as the Mountain Youth. This one's just a mile, and that, that's interesting angle to this. you got Vequist making her three-year-old debut. At Keeneland, she won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies very impressively, but uh, the trainer not noted for uh, being a you know having great numbers off the layoff, and obviously this is just a step on the journey for her. So I think she's a vulnerable favorite as well in here, and uh, probably the most likely upsetter is uh, Milfoy, who um, ran well uh, in the Demoiselle up in New York. But I ended up going to Curlin's Catch uh, for Mark Cassie. This horse uh, beat me out of a pick four uh, in that card at Tampa in her last race. She really has made big improvement in her two starts as a three-year-old. And that's, uh, even though the numbers are a little light, an improving three-year-old is always dangerous. And I think she gets uh, can sit a nice trip here, stalking the speed. So I'm going to take a, a bit of a price here in Curlin's Catch to keep improving. Then I'll use Vequist, uh, Milfoy. And then uh, Crazy Beautiful for McPeak uh, was in that Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies and well-regarded, so uh, I'm going to throw that one in. And then uh, Lady Traveler for Romans, uh, second off a layoff for the Romans barn. And if that one improves, could maybe be in the mix. I just thought this was kind of wide open if Vequist is vulnerable, which I think she might be. So uh, I'm going to go deep, but I settle on Curlin's catch for the win. How do you see the Devona Dale? I don't think she's as vulnerable as Scott Stormy is. Uh, you know, she's uh, first first race as a three year old. I mean, she was so good in, in the juvenile fillies last year, and and obviously they let her they let her rest since November. This is her first trip back. This isn't the goal, just like got stormy. But I'm I got to think that the, the last two that she ran are just so good that that she's got a real opportunity to move forward here. And if she does, she wins this race. Uh, Milfoy is my second choice, uh, lightly raced. She ran well for second in the grade two demoiselle at Aqueduct. You got Bill Mott, you got Johnny Velasquez. No reason not to like, uh, that filly as well. And my third choice is Crazy Beautiful for McPeak. Very consistent sort of two, but she disappointed in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, so she's got license to move forward. A lot of these horses move forward from two to three. And when they do, they, they surprise you. But, uh, I really like Bequist here. I, I think, I think she's going to run big, and I, I think she's good enough to, to beat this group. So I, I'm, I'm only going to use her when we get to the pick four. I'm not going to use all the ones I mentioned on the pick four ticket just because the ticket would get too expensive. Uh, and the reason is I'm going to go deep in this next race, which is the grade three, the very one, for Phillies and Mayors four and up at a mile and three-sixteenths on the turf. But uh, how do you see it? I think this one's wide open. I, I, this one was I, I eliminated about half the horses, and my probably my pick is Antoinette. Uh, for Belmont, and she just ran terrible at Kingland in the Valley View. I think you just draw a line through that. Didn't like the track. Didn't show up that day. Whatever. She runs back to the '89. She got at Belmont. She'll be tough. Or Jose Ortiz, Belmont. Uh, so I'm going to take Antoinette here, but I'm also going to use a bunch of others. I'm going to use Bell Laura, uh, who ran behind Zofel in the Marshall River. So uh, we'll see how. Zofel did in the earlier turf race, and that will kind of key as to how well uh, Bell Laura might, might run. Uh, she might like the stretch out here, and Juan Avila is having a really productive Gulfstream meet. Tunes for Alvarado uh, for Graham Motion needs to step it up, but I, 
I hate to leave Graham Motion off. I, I always try to try to put him in there if I can afford it on a ticket because he's always got him ready. California Queen for Chad Brown, first North America, always dangerous. And Tyler Gaffleon takes the re- takes him out there. Bacchanadia for uh, Ired Ortiz rides the other Chad Brown. And then uh, Warlike Goddess, Leiferu has not been riding very well at Gulfstream, but this horse looks like could be a real deal for Mott. Only third lifetime start, two for two already. So I'm going to go really deep here. Antoinette is probably not taking the very one. I've got her second. I ended up taking California Queen just because I didn't have a strong opinion. I thought first time Chad Brown ran in group races in Europe. I've seen this movie before. So I'm going to play California Queen just off those angles as a win pick. But I'm going to go deep. I like Antoinette. Heavenly Curlin got really good uh, last uh, fall for Mark Cassie and then now makes the second start off a layoff going long again. Ran a mile and a half last time and ran you know decently. So uh, in a wide open race, I'm going to throw that one in there. I've got Tuned. I've got Bell Laura. And then the other Chad Brown uh, Bacchanalia. So uh, I didn't use the Mott, but I'm using six in here, including two from Chad Brown, but taking California Queen on top. 14th race. Is the grade two fountain of youth for three-year-olds at a mile and a 16th. Greatest honor is going to be a big favorite in here off a really impressive win last time uh, against some of these. And I'm going to take a shot to beat him with Prime Factor, who was favored in the race last time that Greatest Honor won. But Greatest Honor's got a lot more uh, experience under his belt, did, did for that race, especially going two turns, uh, whereas Prime Factor had uh, was coming off a maiden win and then going uh, in a graded stake around two turns. Got a little bit of a wide trip, and I don't think they you know, pushed him that hard once uh, Greatest Honor had swept by in the stretch. So he finished third, beat like nine. So I think he benefits a lot from that, and I think you might get a, a little bit of an overlaid price because of how easily Greatest Honor won. So just off the value angle, I'm going to try prime factor to beat Greatest Honor. Um, pedigrees there for two turns, so... There's no reason the horse uh, should not like going long. And I think from the two-hole can sit right off the one and get a, a perfect trip. Greatest honors, uh, the, I think, obviously the one to beat. If you want to go deeper, I thought King's Ovations race in the Swale on the same day that the other two ran. You know, he really finished strong. It looked like he uh, would get better with more distance, which he's getting here. Drain the clocks down on the inside, and that speed's always dangerous from the inside at Gulfstream. So you could take a look at that one. But I just thought greatest honor prime factor were maybe a, a little bit of a notch above the rest. And so I'm going to try to get a little price and, and pick prime factor and just use the two of them on my pick four ticket. How do you see the Fountain of Youth? I agree with you on prime factor. I think if you go back and, and you could always look at a race after the fact and think, why, what were they thinking here? Why were they betting these horses like they were? Prime Factor went off at uh, less than six to five, almost even money, off a one maiden special weight win, only one lifetime start at six furlongs. First time stretching out to mile 16. Whereas sometimes you look at these horses and you think, well, it took them four, four races to break their maiden. And that's what happened with the greatest honor. But he, he breaks his maiden. Should McGay, he brings them along slowly anyway. He breaks his maiden after three really good efforts. He goes 72 buyers, 77, 79, 83. Greatest honor should have been the favorite in the Holy Bull, and and there's no question. And he ran he ran huge at, at almost three to one. He's going to be the big favorite here, but I think Prime Factor there's not as much a gap now. Prime Factor's one run twice. He's run long once. He's broken his maiden and then got a, a race against winners. 
And I just think Greatest Honor was so much more seasoned at the time. So I think Prime Factor is going to be a better price than Greatest Honor and is a better value. I'm also going to use a couple other horses that I think might might get lucky. Fire at Will is an interesting horse to me. The horse uh, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf at 30-1. to 1, And now he tries dirt for the first time. Kendrick Carmouche comes from uh, New York down to ride him. Mike Maker's no dummy. He doesn't, you know, he, he wants to get this horse. He won them with anticipation on a sloppy Saratoga track. And again, he gets this horse back on dirt. Uh, obviously, they're going to take a shot at the derby. Uh, the owner probably wants to wants to do that. But uh, Mike Maker is a, is a great trainer. And this horse might surprise some people. The other one I'm going to use, uh, Tarantino uh, didn't run that great in the Holy Bull, but got, got second. And uh, he could move up. And Tyler Gaffleon comes on board. So I'm going to throw in Tarantino as well. So I'm going to go four deep. But Prime Factor is probably going to be my win bet if I get any kind of price at all. So my pick four tickets starts uh, when the in the Honey Fox two four six seven. Yeah, I think any of the four could could win. So I'm taking four there, three four five in the Devona Dale. I mentioned some others, but I ended up just sticking with those top three because to keep the ticket affordable. And uh, I think if Curlin's catch isn't as isn't quite the filly that I'm hoping that she is, then Vequist or Milfoy or, or certainly the most likely winners. So I'm going to just go three, four, five there. Then I'm going six deep in the very one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all of the ones that I mentioned. And then I'm just staying with two, eight prime factor and greatest honor in the fountain of youth. That's a $72 ticket. How about you? I've got a $36 ticket, and a $72 ticket. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to put out the 72 just to cover myself in case my single is incorrect. So in the honey fox, I'm going to go two, six, seven with Scott Stormy, Zofell and Bill Glorious. I'm going to go ahead and use uh, Bequist, and I'm going to use Mill Filet in that, uh, the three and the five, just to cover myself. But I really think Bequist is a single. Six deep in the very one, two, three, four, six, seven, nine, with Antoinette, the three horse, my top choice. And then four deep in the last leg in the Fountain of Youth with the uh, two, four, seven, eight. Uh, Prime Factor is my top choice, Greatest Honor, second choice, but I'm also going to throw the other two in. So two, six, seven with three, five. Two three four six seven nine with two four seven eight for seventy two dollars. Best of luck wherever you are playing this weekend. It's a great card down at Gulfstream, but there are some other good spots. Oakland, you know, back up and running after the bad weather, so they've got uh, a nice weekend card as well on Saturday uh, with a, a derby prep there. So wherever you're playing, make sure you've got Keeneland Select account funds ready to go while you're watching hoops. You can play the horses. We'll be back next week for another edition of the In the Money podcast on KeenelandSelect.com.